You're listening to the Unicorn Business Podcast because there are millions of business owners, but only one magical you. I'm Safina, your host and business coach. Stay tuned to learn everything you need to know to become the unicorn in your industry. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm joining you today from fall break, from my home at fall break. It it has been a pretty busy week having both kids home for the week, but it's actually kind of nice. It made me think, let me, maybe I should homeschool them. And then I was like, nope, definitely don't need to do that. (laughs) And I had the craziest night of sleep last night with Abel. She was up at like two in the morning. So today has been a really weird day. I made it to the gym and then I went home and took a nap for like two hours and then I got ready so that I could record the podcast. And then later, my mom and my sister are coming over and we're all gonna play Euchre together. So we have Carter, our nine-year-old, who also wants to play with us. So we're gonna have to alternate out because Euchre is only for four people. But I'm really excited because we've never played this as a family together and our family all loves playing cards. It's like one thing we all have in common. So it should be a nice little day despite you know the the start of it being a little bit tiring and I thought this week one thing that I really want to talk about is kind of just for old and new people finding this podcast I want to talk about like what the core business principles are that I believe in and that I teach my clients and you'll find that some of these are a little bit different than like the typical self-help things that you can find in a book or that you can find from Joe Rogan or (laughs) no I'm just kidding I don't know I don't know what Joe Rogan talks about but that you can find from like you know the the dudes that are teaching um self-help and the very like bro motivation type of stuff (laughs) so um yeah let's get right into it these are themes that I help my clients with and things that I see kind of pop up a lot that like maybe if you haven't been in my world or the coaching world for too long, maybe like you haven't learned about this stuff. So let's just get right into it. Like the first thing I want to talk about that I very deeply believe in in business is taking responsibility for as much as we can in what we're believing in our business and what we're creating in our business. So for example, Whenever you look around yourself and you say like, the economy is failing and I just don't have time and people just don't want this and like people don't have money or like whatever type of things come to your brain, all of those things create a situation where you like have very little control over the outcome, right? Because it's like, if the economy is failing, like I guess you can't have your business. (laughs) And We want to look at all of the stories that our brain is telling us all the time about who is out there, what's possible for us, what's possible with the time that we have, with the commitments we have, with our families, with the economy, and not to like gaslight ourselves or, you know, tell ourselves that we can't, that it's not true that these things are happening because it's very true. Like it's very true that certain people have certain advantages and that there are times where you know, the world is going through like COVID and a crisis and there are other times where it's not. Um, But just to shift our focus 
so much into what we can control. So that's kind of like at a big picture level. And you see this popping up also in a smaller, what's the word, like macro level? I always get them mixed up. <laughs> but at the smaller level of like the more detailed things that are happening in your business, I also teach this to my clients as well. Like whenever you have, let's say, an employee or a contractor that's working for you that somehow like it's not working out or you have a client that you feel like the communication is just dropped and like they're just not your person, they are being difficult, whatever. Like I'm always directing my clients back to figuring out where they can put up new boundaries to not allow these types of people into their business anymore or figuring out where they are communicating or miscommunicating or not communicating things that they could be fixed for the next time around. And I see this happen so many times where, you know, sometimes in certain industries, because I used to be in the photography industry, there would be kind of like this hive mentality that, you know, oh, these people are doing this thing to us and like they should all value us or they should all understand this or they should all respect our time or whatever. And, you know, like one example that comes to mind is people would always get so upset about their clients taking pictures while they were at their photo shoot. So like the photographer is taking pictures and then the client is, you know, maybe they have like their husband there snapping behind the scenes pictures or they're taking pictures of themselves. And in the photography industry, it was like such a common respect thing. Like, don't do that. Right. But for our clients, it was not something that everybody knew. It wasn't like they were trying to be disrespectful. It was just that like they didn't, they didn't know that was the etiquette. And so taking the responsibility back in all of those situations where you're like, why is this person behaving this way? Like, I don't want them to behave this way. (laughs) And it's like, well, how do you then create the container where your clients like understand that? Like, are you going to communicate it to them? Are you going to tell them like, if, and when it happens, are you going to create a boundary and say like, if you do this, then I will not (laughs) be able to continue the photo shoot. Like, how do you want to handle that? And when you know how you want to react to things, then it takes the responsibility back into your hands. It takes the power back into your hands and you don't have to really feel bad about it. You don't have to blame your clients for things because you're taking so much back into your hands. So that's the first thing is that like any negative thing that happens in your business, try and find a lesson in it for yourself. And once again, not to gaslight ourselves, right? Not to be like, oh, you deserve that or you asked for that to happen to you, but more just to be like, well, if it was possible that I could like put up a stronger boundary, an energetic boundary or an actual physical boundary, like how can I prevent these things from happening again? And what you'll find is that when you look at problems through that lens, you actually can solve for so many more things. One thing I feel really strongly about is what we use to motivate ourselves because especially in the male dominated side of the industry it's very much like nobody cares if you are dead like you better show up you better get the work done you better grind harder than everybody else and i've been thinking a lot about 
my progress in the gym and like how this relates to business as well in motivation, which is like, I have put so much effort into my body, my physique and like eating properly, eating nutritious foods, um, sticking to like very regimented schedules and diets and showing up and giving it my all when I'm weightlifting. And I just thought about how many women I know who are also doing the same thing. And it seems like all of us kind of have this underlying thread where it feels like we're not there yet. It feels like we're doing all of these things right, but just it's just not quite good enough. Something in our body like is just not where we want it to be. Something could always be smaller. Something could always be bigger. <laughs> and it just got me thinking like, why would I do all of this work to just feel like I'm still not there yet? You know, why would I keep showing up the best that I can every day to just tell myself that it's still not good enough? And I think it's just what we've been taught to do. But it's like we want to get to that point, right? We want to get to that point where we can like relax and enjoy our lives. And I feel like this is such a common theme in business as well, where like you want to motivate yourself so badly, but what you really, really want is to be able to just sit back and feel like you have done your job in this world. And that doesn't mean that you stop working, right? It just means like to be able to like relax, to take a deep breath, to not feel like there's always more and you're not, you know, you're never good enough. And I think that there is this idea, which I started this conversation in my stories the other day about the weightlifting thing, right? Like, why can't we just be okay with where we're at? And I think that there's this idea that if we're okay with where we're at, then we will just be average and we will stop trying and stop caring. And I just want to say that I believe that's absolutely not the case. I think it's totally possible for you to fully be okay and like celebrate where you're at right now and to also have the desire to grow. I don't think that that like gets rid of that desire. And I actually think that in order to like sustainably grow, you need to be able to fully appreciate where you're at because what is the point, right? Why would you want to like get older and older and older (laughs) I mean, I'm talking about like gym progress too here, right? Like I'm in my 20s. Like how long am I going to do this to where my body is not even going to be the same that it used to be? <laughs> like how how much longer do I want to keep telling myself that it's not enough or that I have to get fix this one thing and get better at this one thing, right? So life is a continuous progress and you're never going to be done with your progress until you die. You get to keep progressing until you die. So if you are waiting until a special point to give yourself the permission to like relax and be okay with yourself and tell yourself like, I'm proud of you and you've done enough, then you're really just like prolonging it for no reason, right? You're just like prolonging your own enjoyment of your life. And why would you want to do that? So we don't motivate ourselves from you're not doing enough, you're not there yet, you're not good enough. And here is how I believe we should motivate ourselves instead. We should look at what we deeply desire and we should get good at consistently showing up for that thing. And we should also build the relationship with ourselves. Like this is so focused. This is so important. 
is to focus on building the relationship with yourself where you can trust yourself to know the difference between like when do you need to show up and you just maybe don't feel like it or when do you need to let yourself off the hook and that is like I think so many people like that's one of the first things that they have to repair in their in their own relationship with themselves is that they do not have that trust it's always very rebellious it's always like well, you better show up. Well, I don't want to, right? And there's no like co-communication there between the person the the part of you that's going to make yourself be in a rhythm and be consistent and the part of you that really is like a human and goes through rough days and goes through tough parts of your life. And I hear my clients say, I've coached so many people on this where people really do have tough circumstances. Like let's say, for example, you have young children and they're always with you. And you like literally, or maybe you work like three jobs and you just don't have that much time. And that's truly a harder circumstance to work under and to build a business under than other people have. And, you know, people will say, I just don't think I can do it. I just don't know. Like I really can't I can't make it work. It's way too hard. Like, I just can't find the time. And what I always bring them back to is like, let's say you don't have to do it. (laughs) Like, let's say you do not have to do your business anymore. There's no thing that's going to force you to do it. Building a business is not the easiest way to like do anything. I mean, it's just, it's not the easy way or the easy road to anything. Like, I think we can all agree on that. And so if you let yourself off the hook and you stop trying to force yourself to like build your business when you don't want to, what do you have left there? And what I find is that most people have that desire inside of them, which is like, well, I don't want to give that up. Like, I really, really want this thing. And it's like, even with all of the tough circumstances you have in your life, you might find that you still really, really deeply desire to make this work. And when you can get to that place, you're motivating yourself from desire instead of from like, I have to do it. And there's such a big difference. And so then you'll find that you can like be so much more accepting of yourself and your circumstances and like, yeah, I get it. Like it's hard. It's going to be so much harder if you have like no time. And if you have like all these things going on in your personal life, but focusing on, okay, well, I still want this anyways. And this is where you see amazing success stories of people overcoming impossible circumstances because they wanted it so badly. They were willing to keep focusing on like that desire of what they wanted. That's how I believe we should be motivating ourselves. So this is one of my favorite business principles that I teach my clients because it's so energetic and I think it's so magical, but who you are picturing and who you are talking to in your business is who will show up in front of you, who will appear in real time. And the catch is that you might have certain people in real time who you think are your audience and they might not be the people that you want to be your audience, but if you keep talking to them, right, they will continue to be there. And so this trick kind of requires you being willing to like imagine things that you can't see yet and get into the minds and like the space of the people who 
are your ideal clients. And I think this was like such a good topic that was brought up. I've talked about this before as well, but just recently a colleague of mine, Damali Shepard posted on Facebook about how, once again, this is a photography industry thing where photographers will post and say, listen, if you think I'm expensive, here's what I had to do. I had to buy all this gear. I had to put all of these hours into learning what I'm doing and I have to pay for a studio and I have to pay for a website. And like basically just detailing, you know, all of the hours of their work and, you know, maybe how much they make for an hourly wage and that it's not even that much. And, you know, Damali pointed out, like, if you are saying this, you like, it's such a turnoff. Like, why would you post that stuff? Um, you know, trying to talk to the people that basically don't value what you're offering. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because it's literally, you're literally talking to the wrong people, right? If you're posting stuff like that, you're talking to people who do not want to pay you. (laughs) And like I said earlier, if you have those people in your audience and maybe they're calling you and they're telling you, you know, I can't afford that. I don't understand why is it so expensive? Then of course, naturally, like our brains, we're going to want to respond to that. We're going to want to keep talking to those people, but it just requires just noticing that you're pulling those people back in. And the one thing I wanted to point out too, is that if you truly believed that there were people already out there who wanted to pay you right now and who thought that your service was like a great value for the price and they had the money and they were excited and they it was just like a perfect match like they wanted what you offered and you wanted them to be your client <laughs> if you believed that those people were out there you would never need to explain that why why you even cost this much so so much of the work that i do with my clients is shifting their focus from like the physical reality around them which is that You know, you can't see who is searching for your business or the service you provide. Like, you don't know who's looking for it. You don't know how much money they have, how much money they want to spend on it. Like, you don't know any of those things. And our brains like to really focus on the negative and the stuff that we can know for certain. And so, so much of this work is just redirecting our brains into like what is possibly happening out there besides all these people who like think I'm way too expensive. What else could be happening out there? And why would people be looking for this? And how is it true that people are paying for this? How is it true that people are more than happy to exchange this amount of money for this amount of service or value? The coolest thing about the concept of your clients coming, how you call them in, is that it can be such detailed things that you tell yourself you want to work with. Like you you can imagine such specific types of people. And I've even done this before with like my posts. Like I've thought of a certain person or maybe like I had just had a conversation with somebody and I was thinking of them. And I will post it on my social media and that person will like comment on it. Because it's an energetic thing where like they can tell when you're thinking about them. So make sure you're not thinking about the wrong people, right? Because you're then the right people will be able to tell that you're not talking to them. It's the biggest thing. Ooh, last but not least, 
let me just talk about what has plagued me in the past as, listen, I'm a first child, I'm a high achiever, I'm a former gifted and talented child. So much of my self-worth was based on me being good at things and my self-concept that I'm very good at things and that I do things very well and perfectly. And I know so many people who are like just struggling with the perfectionism and it's such a big thing. And the concept that I want to tell you is just B minus work, just literally B minus work, get things done, be willing to throw away that concept of yourself. Okay. So this doesn't mean that you never do anything well again. It doesn't mean you never like take the time to plan things again. It means that if you find yourself in a situation where you are continuously overthinking things, where you're taking way too long to execute things, where you have a whole notebook full of ideas that have not been done, but in your head, you're like planning to still do them at some point, throw all that shit away. Like, Learn how to be the person that just shows up and does things. Learn how to be the person that gets on on a live and like fails and stumbles over your words and gets thrown up on by your newborn baby. <laughs> that was so specific, but like I feel like all of these things have happened to me where I've been like online and people have been, you know, my kids have been bothering me. They've been like embarrassing me or, you know, maybe I didn't maybe I felt like the urge to talk to my people, but I didn't like know exactly what I was going to say. You know, I just kind of let it happen. Let it word vomit. I did this with my podcast. I knew in my gut, I wanted to start a podcast and I just knew that if I tried to do it properly, quote unquote properly, that I would not want to do it. (laughs) Like I just wouldn't want to do it. It's just too much work. It's too much pressure to do it that way. So I took a page off Simone Soul. She has this thing called the garbage post challenge where you just post garbage. You're just okay with it being garbage and you just get comfortable with posting your voice out there. And I thought like, let me just do a garbage podcast. Like, let me just say to myself, you know what? I'm going to hit publish, even if it's garbage and newsflash, it's not garbage. (laughs) And I do put thought into it now, but to get off the ground, like I just was willing to have everybody hate it or have everybody think it's not good enough or have me cringe at it, like willing to put things out there. And that's such a common thread among people who get places in their business quickly and people who don't are the people that are willing to just take the messy action and just keep learning and learning and doing and doing and finding out things instead of like sitting back and planning and dreaming. So that has been like the biggest change that I have made in my business for sure. Like I used to move very, very slowly and I learned that if I just make decisions and I just put like deadlines out there and I just make it happen, then people don't actually like hate it. (laughs) Like it's still valuable for people. And you're so much more valuable when you are out there just trying to put yourself out there and help people and tell them about what you offer than when you're sitting at home on your computer on Canva trying to edit the perfect graphic that isn't even going to get posted anyways because you decided that you didn't like it. 
So that is such a good taste for you of like the common threads that I find myself coaching on a lot. So many of us, like myself included, have gone through these things. And so you're definitely not alone if you relate to them. And I think it's just such a good little, you know, summary podcast for, like I said, those of you who are newer or older to the podcast, just to be kind of like summed up in some of these things, like remember some of these things and you cannot go wrong, right? So, so much of what I do is based off the energy and like that's one thing I just have a superpower for. Like I'm just really good at sensing people's energy when they are in their business and like when they are interacting with their clients and I can save you so much heartache by pointing those things out to you, right? Like I can point out when you're like secretly hostile and when you're secretly like desperate and needy and it it just doesn't work that way, right? It doesn't work to draw people in and make them want to work with you when you're in those places. So definitely if that resonates with you, go in the link in my show notes and book a consultation with me. I would love to work with you more closely on those things. And I really hope that you, even if you are familiar with a lot of these things, that you still got a good refresher and can take some good things away. Thank you so much for joining me on my little fall break podcast. And I'll talk to you next week. If you're ready to stand out and charge more, you can work with me now in my one-on-one coaching program. Click the link in the show notes to book your consultation call. And to learn more about creating your unicorn brand, make sure you're keeping up in our Facebook community called The Unicorn Business. You can find the group also linked in the show notes. We'll see you in there.